Hi guys, I'm definitely going to go heavy on these uh, next few episodes for the holiday spirit. And ironically, I did come across of a classic yet funny film from my own point of view. And hopefully this is appearing on Christmas Eve for all things. The film is called Santa Claus Conquer the Martians. Now, believe it or not, this is actually a funny uh, science fiction comedy a film back in 1964 and it deals with ironically Santa going against some Martians now keep in mind the title of the film is definitely has been reviewed and revered by many and I do mean many of a wonderful occult and classic filmmaker uh, film reviewers which is the mystery science theater 3000 uh, riff tracks, the performers on that one, and even, ironically, Alvira's movie Macabre. And, of course, uh, this being a classic holiday episode uh, for this particular uh, film, I want to take a jab on its plots and kind of explain why this is like every kid's ha-ha moment up until this very point uh that this is like something to laugh about something to poke fun of and ironically uh something to consider that this film even though it has a lot of drawbacks and everything else it literally has a profound uh, hold on Christmas. So let's go ahead and dive in into <laughs> the title film, Santa Claus versus the Martians. Or, yeah, Santa Claus conquered the Martians. My bad. So Martian Mamur and Kimmer. Uh-huh. Our word uh, that their children, uh, Germar and Bormar, are watching too much of Earth television to, to be mostly notable by the kids' TV interview with Santa Claus and his workshop on the North Pole. Now, the, I already saw this part here, and it's already funny to have the mom Martian and then have the dad Martian, which is the king, uh, with their children, which is a girl and boy on this, looking at a screen that has, like, literally telling of how kids are re- reacting on Earth. Yeah, it's, it's hysterical. Consulting with the ancient 800-year-old Martian sage, uh, Chukom, Uh, which is a Yiddish Hebrew uh, word uh, meaning sage, and though pronounced differently on film, it is definitely uh, a Hebrew word for sage, or, you know, uh, it is for, uh, think of it as a way of a priest or a wise man, if you will. Alright? So, the sage uh, advised that the children of Mars are grown distracted because of the society's overly uh, rigid structure. Uh, 
from infancy, uh, the education are fed to their brains, their machines, and they're not allowing individuality or freedom of thinking. Now, the sage note that he's seen this coming for centuries, according to him. And the only way they can help them is to allow them their freedom and allow them to have fun. To do so, uh, Mars will need a Santa figure to be coming around there, like literally like on Earth, to be bringing him there. So leaving the sages' uh, home, or the, ca- the cave, <laughs> if you will, uh, the Martian leaders decided to abduct uh, good old Saint Nick from Earth to go to Mars. I don't know how funny this is or how ridiculous it's worded, but it it was that during that time, so it was kind of funny. So ironically, uh, the Martians couldn't find out the real Santa Claus because back then uh, there was a lot of Santa impersonators. <laughs> uh, we still have some of those right right there in the town center and all the malls and all that. However, uh, they also kidnapped two children just to find the real one, uh, which is very weird to even think about that. But even so, when they accomplishedly took the real one, uh, the one Martian, which is uh, Valder, who is very strongly against this idea, repeatedly tries to unalive uh, good old Saint Nick with the uh, Earth children, believing that Santa is corrupting the children of Mars and turning them away from the original glory, which literally Martians were conquerors back then. So, uh, they arrive in Mars, which uh, makes the, make, they made Santa and the kids that they kidnapped to build a factory for making toys for the Martian children. However, uh, the assistants, uh, which would also uh, Verdere, uh, sabotage the factory and cause it to become incorrect toys. Uh, ironically, the uh, king's assistant, which is <laughs> Drabo, I kid you not, I'm looking at the names, and these are really the names that are listed in there, and I'm kind of laughing about it myself, too. So, uh, Drabo, who is taking a great liking to Santa and all Christmas and everything, puts on one of the spare suits and starts acting like good old Saint Nick. Uh, he goes to the uh, toys and <laughs> tries to make them, but he assumes that he is Santa and kidnaps him to, of course, do evil deeds. So, uh, when Santa and the children came back to the factory to make more toys, they realized that someone had tempered with the machines. Uh, would makes uh Valder and <laughs> Stobo to come back to the factory to make a deal with the king. Uh after seeing the actual Santa, uh they realized that the plan was foiled, which leaving us uh with uh <laughs> Grappo uh tricking the guards and escape. Uh the king realizing by arresting the uh prosecutors, if you will, uh, that literally that if they were trying to, uh, <laughs> to t- 
take care of Santa Claus once for, once for all. What about the children on Earth? So, literally, these people are not mean. Just three villains were attached to that. Upon uh, arresting the villains of the film, uh, Santa Claus realizing that there was actually a figure for them to actually uh, help out with the holiday spirit. So, ironically, uh, Drapo, the king's assistant, by the way, that uh, became the good Martian Santa Claus, whereas the king agrees and send not only good old Saint Nick, but the children that they kidnapped back to Earth. Uh, pretty much ending the film. Now, after reading that little play-by-play and notations on all that, you gotta wonder about a few things. Like, what was what was production like during that time? Because that was kind of, like, interesting in my book, you know? So, I mean, having to, and no offense, uh, I really do agree on having the Yiddish word or the, you know, the word for it, uh, being a part of the, uh, tradition. But seriously, we have to do a Yiddish, uh, Hebrew name. I mean, it, I, I believe that this storyline would be a little bit better differently with, uh, different family, so to speak, but this is like the 1960s, <laughs> so this was like literally like a classic sci-fi film that you really want to do and stuff, so I'm, I'm all for how it was designed, I'm just not all for how it was planned, and not to mention, I, I kid you not, these Martian makeups and looks, I would I'm kind of laughing, but understanding at the same time that this was their decision to make the Martians big dome head, green painted, and uh, I I honestly believe that uh, it was a Mel Brooks design, a Mel Blanks design, to have them literally like Marvin the Martian. And even for that, I think it's hysterically accurate to have that particular film just to help these kids out to understand that, hey, you know, it is adorable, but also at the same time, something interesting, you know? So that being said, uh, <laughs> for this particular film, Santa Conquers the Martians, has been always a laugh-on-laugh, fun-by-fun film, but at the same time, I mean, it is also aimed to be a commercial uh, adaptation of how other people think of Santa Claus, and yeah, this is definitely one of those things that I would agree, so, you know, this is definitely a, movie, uh, a classic, uh, classic uh, Christmas movie, that needs to be shown almost like every single year, if not uh, every so often, therefore there will be some comedy to work with. So, yeah.
this particular one. I so agree to add to a holiday list, but I would add it to a fun haha list comparing to an actual, you know, marathon of Christmas movies. Unless you really want to dive into the whole structure of how to not make a fun haha movie with Santa. Anyways, uh, that being said, thank you for listening to this wonderful holiday episode. I hope you guys are doing quite well, as well as many things that's happening for you in the holidays. Uh, until the next episode, I hope you're doing quite well, doing quite enjoyment of whatever you're doing, and until the next time, see ya. Hey guys, listen, uh, there's many things changing to these uh, episodes, so yeah, I'm currently able to be listened to, and get this, I've been able to be listened to Amazon Music now, as well as Apple Podcasts, CastBox, Google's Play, uh, Google Podcasts with uh, Pocket Cast, Radio Public, a little bit of Spotify, and uh, I actually recently started doing uh you know, Twitch channels. Uh, so yeah, if you could find me through uh, Lone Tech X, you'd be able to see some of my gameplay right there as well. But at the same time, listen to some of my podcasts uh, outside while I'm still delivering some news. Yes, I'm still trying to do other things other than just this, but just for the time being, you can listen to not only this episode, well, all the other past episodes I've done before I've done Twitch. So, uh, once again, you can guys find me at, and this is actually the uh, head, uh, the head page for this, which is anchor.fm slash edcast20. That is anchor.fm forward slash edcast. Uh, <laughs> anyways, um, yeah. It's literally uh, EdCast20, which is uh, E-D-C-A-S-T-2-0, which you guys can hear, hear me from there. You can look at there, and you can leave me a message, as well as find the uh, website that's connected at all. So, yeah, here you go. Take care.